Welcome to the All or Nothing podcast, where we talk about nothing. That's it. Nothing. Our guest today is George. George, what's going on? Hey, it's me, everybody. George Costanza. I'm a marine biologist. It's great to be here. <laughs> on uh, this podcast, All About Nothing. I uh, actually was the star of a show, uh, All About Nothing, called Seinfeld. You guys may have remembered that back from the 70s or 80s or wherever, uh, whenever we were doing that show. I don't have a great recollection, you know, a lot of things going on, but, you know, uh-huh. people people uh-huh. talk about Jerry a lot uh, in respect to Seinfeld, but it, it was really, it was really uh, from my perspective, a, a George Costanza uh, show and, and more about his angle, you know, than than Jerry's when you really think about it. So I don't know about that, but all <laughs> jokes aside, this is the Photography Brothers podcast where you can get your weekly dose of photography, videography, idiocracy, and everything that falls under that umbrella. Ella, we have a jam-packed show for you, creative creatures today. We'll be covering a few of the different paths you can take uh, with photography to make some moolah. But before we get there, Jared, what what do we got to do first? What do we got to do first? Hopefully a song. I hope we have we a song. We got a song. We got a song. Uh, as I was kind of waiting to get in to the Zoom call, I, I got the, the track down just right. Just right. Oh, sick. It was good. It was good. I'm excited, man. You've had a week. You've had a, a week off to prepare the song, so... I found out this morning that I was doing this song, but I should have known. I, sh- I should have, you know, assumed. Jared's done the last two in a row. I was just kind of hoping. Just yeah, hoping. dude. Don't make me bring out the songboard and talk about who does the song more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to start not. going. We're going to start alternating, and that way we know. We just know. Yeah, every week. Every week. I got All you right. on a song. I got a good song here. Now, Jared, as I'm setting up here, what kind of song do you think, or what kind of artist, if you had to pick one artist that you thought, Michael's going to do a song from this artist. Who's, well, who would that be? judging uh, by our conversation earlier about your fascination with Justin Bieber, I'd have to probably say uh, famed uh, Canadian musician, Justin Bieber. Nice, nice. You are not on the money, but... Mr. Tim, uh, Mr. Tim Biebs himself. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not going Tim Biebs this time. We'll bring it out, but uh, we got a, a good rock song here for you. I know Jared would be excited oh. by that. Okay, 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 I'm excited, a rock song, damn, all All right, right. all right, I'm going to take off my headphones because the wire and all that, but, you know, you're going to hear everything, you're going to hear everything, all right, here we go. 242 shows, take down your lights, listen to Jared and I, 242 shows. Thanks for tuning in Woo. to the Photo Bros. Ow, ow! The Photo Bros. Nice. <laughs> that part at the end there was terrible. The yeah, that's good. But, uh, yeah, great. Uh, that's some 41, yeah? <laughs> Some 41, 41 guns is oh, the, man. the song. Bro, speaking of some 41, I had a realization uh, the other day that actually scared me, like how old we are, right? Skater oh, Boy, me too. that's that video, that song, Skater yes. Boy, yeah, by Avril, homegrown celeb. 
Yeah. This is, this is the Canadian uh, music podcast now all of a sudden, but that song was that song was 20 years ago, dude. 20 years ago. Yeah, that's scary, eh? We were around we we had conscious thought when that song came out. I that remember is, it well. No, I, yeah. I had that on my um I burned it on a CD there. That's interesting. So actually, on a funny note, that is really interesting and also a great song. Avril mm-hmm. is a beast. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, I actually had a moment last week that also made me feel old. And I'm sorry for everybody on the podcast that is around our age or higher um, or older. Higher is a weird It's mostly people uh, our age. I can see the yeah. who's watching. Okay. Listening. Yeah, yeah. If they're around our age. Yeah, no way. Jared's Jared's stalking. Yes, he knows. Um, just with numbers. <laughs> just numbers and like Facebook and Instagram feeds. Uh, and bushes. Uh, leave your windows. The odd close. bush. All right. Um, I thought I was talking about the about somebody about driver's licenses and you know anyways the conversation goes back to when I got mine and I'm thinking oh my god I got my G1 11 years ago oh. 11 Holy years smokes. ago crazy dude unreal, I still unreal. I still have my G1 so I'm going to get <laughs> I, what yeah, I do yeah I'm going to get my G2 here in uh in a few days you know what when was the G1 well, I like had my G. Why are we getting into it? Let's just talk. Can we talk about what we're supposed to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. Soft spot there. Soft spot there. We're going to uh, transition here, ladies and gentlemen, to the topic of the show. Again, we're talking about making money in photography. Just a few of the avenues that you can take. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to to get into this. This is a, an idea that Jared brought up during the week. Yes. And uh, yeah, you know what? And And because you brought it up, I'm going to let you take away you take the honors there. Yeah. We are talking about making money and these are uh, tried and true techniques that me and Michael have used, right. In order to, uh, to have a photography business. And that's the exciting thing is that, you know, Michael's going to bring some of his experience, some of the tips that he has, you know, accrued over his years of being a photographer and I'll be able to, uh, to bring some tips because uh, believe it or not, Michael and I have been able to make money from doing photography. So it's possible. Uh, we haven't made a lot of money off this podcast. I don't know. Maybe we'll do uh, some type of Patreon thing or something like that at some point. We'll see. But, um, you know, or it's the Photo Bros University. I really think that's like going to mm. be the that's going to be probably the key. Right. Everyone's going to be into that. So, yeah, send us uh, send us a message if you want to uh, come to Photo Bros University. But we'll talk about that another time. Um, I, I guess I'll go first. eh? Let's do it. OK, so the, probably the first thing that you need to do if you want to have a business in photography, I think, uh, is set up a website like <laughs> kind of goes without saying. Um, but, you know, some people try to use like Instagram or social media as a portfolio. And I just don't think that that's a, a very good strategy. Like it's less for that these days. Right. Especially Instagram. So I think it's really important that if you do want to be taken seriously as a photographer, if you do want to get hired, you need some place uh, where you can send people some like presence online that looks legit. It honestly makes like a huge difference and it's going to set you apart from like, you know, so-and-so's uh, nephew who's a photographer, right? Oh, we'll just get them to shoot the wedding, right? Well, you know, we've got this nice website here. We have a nice uh 
nice portfolio. Uh, and you know, that's the, that's the biggest important thing about a website, right? Is just having like a good, clean portfolio, your best works on that, uh, and have it like targeted towards a specific thing, which we'll get into later. Uh, you have a, you have a website, right, Michael? I do have a website. I do. It's a, it's actually a really good tip. I mean, the way to think about it is you can still upload on Instagram and all those platforms, of course. Yeah. Obviously, one, it gives you visibility, but the other aspect of it is too, yeah, you know what? You can play around and upload, you know, new projects, things that you're playing around with. Let it be your like playground. Don't make it your gallery, your, you know, this thing that you got to perfect and, you know, make it this fun thing that you can just try new things out and publish that. But on your website, this is your tight knit, best of what I've done, my customer testimonials. Make it this experience that's tailored specifically for getting you work yeah very true very true uh do do you have a blog on your website man i do have a blog on my website oh sick that's awesome that's awesome yeah because that's another thing that i would say like aside from uh you know having that portfolio on there uh having you know this is going to be your hub it's going to be your links to social media and stuff like that but you'd be surprised like i have a blog and i am sometimes surprised like how many people read it right especially if i cover something that's like pretty niche that there like aren't a lot already of like people covering it um tends to be something that like uh gets gets a lot of readership attracts people to your website uh you know any of that traffic like overall is good like just people visiting your website even if they don't like hire you is kind of a good thing because it'll like you know, raise uh, your domain status and whatnot. But we don't really want to talk about uh, that stuff too much. Uh, we want to get into Michael's next tip. Well, his first tip, our next tip as a team. As our a, next as a team. As a, my uh, next off, the, my first off the bench. Um, as a dirty duo, as some would say. <laughs> dirty duo. We'll have to refine that terminology. A dynamic there. duo? Dynamic duo. That I think works, works better. A bit better. Um, my first thing here is actually selling stock photography. Um, oh, and so shit. okay, yeah, as just like a straight up, this is a way to, to make money, and I think um, it can be a little bit intimidating. I mean, for me, I've I've always kind of felt that way. It's I, it's such a it's a space that you don't really understand that well in the beginning. There's a lot of work up there. You don't really know what's going to sell, um, but you just got to put in, I guess, a bit of research to understand that. But there are a lot of sites available. Right. You have, you know, iStock, Getty Images, you have Adobe Stock, you know, on the video side, you have a bit more there as well. You can link up with some of those uh, services like Storyblocks or um, or ArtGrid, you know. But of course, again, we're focusing on the photography side here. So, again, that iStock, Getty Images. Um, and it's really nice. You know, y- you can really focus in on uncommon uh, uh, objects or, or things um, that you think maybe will get pulled into videos. For example, when you travel, pulling in landscape, city culture, you know, really capturing, you know, food, the popular foods of the space. You know, there's a lot of things that you can capture there that people are going to want to bring in when they're when they're kind of formulating, um, you know, their ads and stuff. So it's good. Think kind of think about that maybe when you're doing travels or even if you're just walking around and you have your camera on you. iPhone works as well. Um, or if you have one of those crappy Samsungs, uh, I think they're okay too. Uh, and then you can also even photograph some uncommon things that are commonly used. That's one good tip that I got when I was looking this up was, um, you know, kitchen utensils, you know, um, something, things that happen a lot as well. For example, when you're bike riding, maybe your gears fall off, things like that, things that are Your uncommon. tires fall off, you get hit by your a car. Your tires completely fall off. Yeah, once know. you get hit by that car, you're going to want to make sure you take a photo, especially of the license plate and put exactly. that on stock photo. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. That's, I'm just here to derail the yeah. podcast today. Eh? That's kind of my whole it's, job right now. Michael's kind of keep good. on there. Or else we're taking those those rules. <laughs> it's all good. We're we're still we still got one wheel on the on the rails, so we're we're still going in the right direction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was one of my tips there for for making money as a photographer is just kind of you know try and, and look at you know capturing some photos that are easily that you think or have researched that point towards easily being um, used within marketing campaigns and stuff. Uh, and then you can start posting them on those sites. Yeah. It's like, do you have a lot of like personal experience doing stock photos? I don't. <laughs> I, I have played with it. I, I, I have a profile on iStock and on Getty images. And uh, actually I took some photos of like cucumbers and like sliced them up, taken different angles, different perspectives, posted those not a whole lot of sales, but honestly, I haven't invested a lot of enough time into doing it. Um, but I'm telling you, like once I set it up, it wasn't too hard to go from there. It was just a matter of like time and, and, uh, just putting it in. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. It'd be good to have, uh, some input, uh, from someone who's like really had success. I try, I tried to get that. I talked to, uh, Alexi, who's a, a very experienced photographer who we've had on the show before actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said that like, he kind of has screwed around with it a bit, but didn't really like it. Uh, and some of his friends got like more serious about it. He like, I'm not going to say that you can't, uh, make money at it. And it's like totally not a good strategy. Um, you know, some of these that I have right in front of me here, uh, in my notes, you know, all right, take a lot of time maybe before they start working. So I'm not going to say that, like, you know, just because you can't immediately make money. But he was kind of pointing out that, like, some of the problems with this is that it's like very well, immediately, like the problem is that, like, the terms are not that great for people who sell on stock photo websites. They're obviously set up to make more money for the people like the hosts of the website, people who own the website. Like, that's pretty, pretty obvious. Right. So it's not really set up for photographers uh like from their perspective but he also pointed out that there's like so much competition and so many people uploading on those sites and not only do like all of the people who are successful at it have photos on those websites and then also all the people who have like tried and failed also like add to the pool of photos right does that kind of make sense yeah Yeah, he's, he's just kind of pointing out that like yeah it is pretty saturated and i don't i don't have like actual solid numbers on this but i would suspect that like ever since you know uh i don't know whatever we want to call it um the ongoing apocalypse where people stay home mostly <laughs> and there's not a lot of uh other stuff to shoot you know i imagine it's gotten more competitive right so but yeah, uh no, yeah for sure could could be uh, a viable thing mm-hmm. yeah and that's i mean that's so two points there like for sure it'd be awesome to bring in somebody to to have an episode and, and talk about that specifically. Cause yeah, even for me, questions I, I have and I'd like to dig into, and I think it'd be good uh, value for the, for the listeners. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of where that point comes in. You, you got to re- like, as far as carving out, you know, your spot there, you got to really think about, um, or I guess think outside the box. Um, think about things that are da- common occurrences throughout your day. Well, now I'm thinking won't... about Taco Bell thinking outside the bun or whatever they say <laughs> outside the shell or something i don't know i, don't I actually know. don't know anyways um but yeah i mean is for me i i look at it this is more of like a side income it's not necessarily I, I don't think this should be like the core of your strategy and maybe it could be like maybe you're someone who 
who goes to absolutely like outstanding places and you can get some unreal photos that the majority of people on these sites can't get. Yeah. Um, true. But for the most part, I just kind of wanted to bring this up as like, Hey, this might be a, an avenue as you know, you're out kind of doing something else and you have, you know, that capability in your hands or in your pocket, you can snap a few shots. Yeah. Cool. Get set up on these sites and then see what you can do. Yeah, yeah, a nice like low impact thing where you don't have to like completely change your life and like focus a hundred percent on a photography business. So that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why we you? have that's why we have you here. You know. All right, I got another one. Um, that is like more intense and kind of like you know really investing your life and having a Ooh, photography boy. business. Uh, do you have a Google Maps listing, Michael? Let me just ask you that, or Apple Maps or whatever Maps. I know you're an Apple boy, so I don't have whatever Maps. Um, but <laughs> oh, dude, you're missing out. Whatever maps is freaking amazing. Um, I don't, I don't uh, actually currently have. I, I know I should. I know you I should. should. You should, you should. I should. All right, this tell us be- why. This just became me criticizing Michael for uh, not having a Google Maps listing. So you guys can all just like listen in and kind of enjoy uh, me going in on Michael here. You know, he's gonna probably get <laughs> beat up worse right now than when he goes to play basketball later. So let me tell 100%, you, hundred percent, hundred percent. You got to get one of these Google Maps listings, okay? You got to put yeah. photos on there. People are going on their phones, right? They're looking up photography. You know, they're walking around. They're in Milton, wherever the hell you live. They're walking around on their phones. You know, they want to find a great photographer to take some photos. Them and their girlfriend, their dog are all eating ice cream together in the park. And they have the bright idea. We need some photos. We're going to call this person. Boom. Right there on Google Maps. Michael Costa. There's your beautiful pictures are there. Pictures of you shooting uh, other people. Reviews on there. I've got a lot of reviews. I think I have like maybe 30 to 40 some in there. Could be overestimating myself slightly. But uh, I've got a a good amount of reviews on Google Maps. And yeah, uh, it helps your website rank better. uh, But it also helps you in those cases of like just discoverability people finding out about you and this one i have like some of these on the list i like haven't been as successful to me personally and that's why i've had to like kind of reach out it was nice to have extra time this week (laughs) to you know ask some photographers and whatnot but yeah this one's worked like for me personally where i've gotten business from this like people have seen my google maps listing and called me and it does work and like especially if you invest a bit of money into it but uh be like careful with that that's a whole there's a lot of things that are are giant uh icebergs in this topic right where we could get in let's talk about uh buying search terms on google maps let's not okay so we're not going to do that uh but google map listing is a good thing to have and uh yeah michael you should definitely have one okay well i'm uh i'm gonna sign up right now right now as you guys can hear i am currently signing up well it's not the best podcasting if you're doing it right now oh okay you know what i'll do it later then i'll do it later okay if you um yeah yeah yeah, no worries worries. i'll even help you i'll even help you all right sounds good uh that's a good tip i mean a big piece there is you mentioned the uh the reviews that you have on your portfolio or on your uh google uh business Google things thing there. I, I don't know what you would call that piece on the, the side column piece there. But you go, you search, you find a bunch of reviews there and it's testimonials, right? They want to see that you've done it before. They want to see um, that you're credible. And uh, yeah, it's right there. They search for photographer for real estate 
or whatever it is they search for and Jared comes up and they see all yeah. that. So unless all your clients great. don't like you and they're going to leave you bad reviews. <laughs> and that's good for the client. It's good for the client. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So for me, uh, my next one is, um, you know, obviously there are so many different approaches to photography and how you run your business and where you look for work. And, you know, we brought up a few different things here. Obviously, Jared, um, you know, he's kind of mentioning, you know, working directly with with the, um, you know, the end client there, the business True. or the whatever. Um, obviously, I've talked about, you know, kind of working through a stock photography website. You're kind of supplying that inventory of, of collateral for them to select from. But you can also work with creative agencies. Um, and if you can kind of, pivot towards making that the core of your business, then it's nice because you tend to, you know, they tend to hold on to their creatives and you get to be part of that short list of, mm-hmm. of, of people that they talent that they pull from. Um, you know, you're going to obviously also establish reoccurring gigs. Um, this is obviously assuming that you've, you've done a good job when you've come up the first time and, yeah. uh, and they want you back and they like it's you. Very important. Um, but yeah, the recurring uh, gigs as they come through, again, you're part of that short list. So if maybe you're not the next guy, but you're the next guy up. Um, as they take on more projects, they're going to pull in from that pool. So there's the opportunity to to work with them. And then once you start to build up that portfolio fairly rapidly, you have the opportunity to expand your own portfolio on your website and then aim to kind of rinse and repeat as you free up more time. Maybe you feel like you're getting faster as an editor and you're not getting as much work as you can take on. You can either, you know, go in and, and try and get some more creative agencies or you can go and try to branch off to do some of the uh, work directly with businesses that you've um, that are within the same industry that you've been kind of working uh, within uh, with your creative agency. So it gives you an opportunity to kind of uh, work with different kinds of, of, of industries as well or hone in on a fo- and focus in on one. Yeah, that's the uh, really the best case scenario uh, is kind of having just a few <laughs> kind of counterintuitive, right? You, you think you're like, oh, I want all the clients. But the best thing is like having repeatable things that you can do, right? Like and that that onboarding process is taxing and like does take a lot out of you. And if you get like one good client, that's like that, you know, kind of does an agency model and they're sending you, you know, you're kind of making up for that gap in their business where they don't do that much photography or specialize in video that much or like to edit that much, then, uh, then yeah, they can be, can be powerful. The one last thing I wanted to bring up there that is really nice. And, and the reason that maybe one works better for one, one, one approach make maybe works better for another person. You know, for me, I'm not, I'm, I'm a little, I get nervous. I get a little anxiety when it comes to sales. So Mm. for me, I look at a creative agency as also an opportunity to kind of like pitch myself once, get into that network and then just kind of be part of it. Right. Whereas Jared is like, very good at sales. I, I he blows me away every time. I sold Michael kind of, on the idea of doing this podcast with me. <laughs> he did. He did sell me on the idea of doing this podcast. Uh, and so he's really good at like getting an idea, calling up an existing client, being like, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking. We're doing this now, okay?" Uh, <laughs> or this just is like what's other happening. businesses. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it, it, maybe it just kind of depends on on how you want to operate, right? As well, or, or how you feel comfortable and you know, that can evolve, that can change. Nothing's permanent, but these are all just different avenues that you can take on. Obviously. Nice, man. Yeah. I love that. I love that. 
All right, I got another one that I uh, want to get into here. I, I actually love that that one is uh, so related to something that you've had experience with, right? That like has made you money in the past. And that's what we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about making some money because you got to. Mm-hmm. got to make mm-hmm. some money. If you got to keep taking photos, got to make some money, got to afford cameras. There's new Canon cameras that just got leaked. We're not going to talk about that right now. Oh, yeah, like the R R five R and the R one, which is like an A one competitor. We'll look it up later. We'll talk about it later. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe okay. on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, for now, I want to talk about something that I have had a decent amount, um, kind of random and uh, like even didn't really make sense to me amount of success doing. Uh, it does actually work. Email marketing. Email marketing. Okay. Yeah, so I have like a newsletter. I'm not great at like always sending it out, but I do send it out like I would say, you know, I try to target monthly. I probably end up sending it like 70 or 60% of the months if I'm yeah, being honest. But uh, So I have like a couple of lists of people like different industries and I can do like different offers that are targeted. Uh, like I have a sale going on right now. So I sent out. Uh, you know, did a little landing page thing, sent out a little email marketing uh, blast, kind of just letting everybody know. So, yeah, just keep keep people up to date on your business. You can share um, like big photo shoots that you've done, big accomplishments. Uh, you can share resources. Uh, maybe you've like, uh, you know, I'll interview. I work a lot in like with real estate and that type of uh, videography work. So I'll like interview realtors or whatever, kind of put together a, a newsletter thing. Uh, yeah, so it's, it can be. Um, more effective than you might think. And it will keep you in touch with people who, you know, it's those people who don't use social media that much. Uh, maybe you are posting on Instagram. Maybe you are posting on LinkedIn, YouTube, you know, this kind of been like the background of this conversation. Maybe we'll get into that, you know, a little bit more in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, having that email marketing platform and having the ability to reach out to people who don't really use those that much, right? There's people who just like aren't on social media. Um, But if you have their email and like uh, you do get like stats and stuff about like who opens your emails and things like that, who opens them the most uh, and kind of you can gauge interest and and target a little bit more specifically. The numbers is a really good reason to do it. Uh, If you don't do it just for the the marketing aspect, uh, getting those numbers uh, is something that will like help you tailor your approach, help you tailor your your pitch, uh, especially early on. So uh, I would recommend doing it. It, it. This is not something that you do, right? You don't have. I think we do it for this podcast, but we're not great yeah. about. I, I I have an email list. I'm worse about getting it out, um, <laughs> but I've I you know I've worked in marketing for the last uh, now in a different capacity, but you know really for the last four years, and. Yeah, I mean, every marketing team that I've obviously been been part of has an email list and and you know runs constant newsletters in an attempt to obviously yeah funnel them towards your business and and uh, getting some sales. So I'd say if you're someone who's new, um, even if you're not new, you're kind of getting started. Regardless of whether or not you intend to start doing this list right now, uh, or sorry, start doing these newsletters right now, definitely start trying to collect those emails. Mm-hmm. And so that way, when you have this list and you can look at it and and think, I know I have enough here, I want to start communicating with them more frequently. And, and like Jared mentioned, start put, plug in promos and discounts and stuff like that, or just new offerings that you might have. 
um, you can do that and you don't need to get in contact with them on the phone or connect. You don't need to, to message them and be left on red. Uh, you can yeah. uh, do that and you get some insights into who's opening it. You get a lot of, of, uh, of, of insight there. Um, yep. you know, people open a link, maybe they don't contact you directly, but that gives you the indication that they, they have interest in that. Um, mm. so there's a lot of, a lot that you can pull for sure. So really good tip there, Jared. Um, one that I'm going to bring up here and I know that I'm pretty sure Jared is going to bring up something similar, but hopefully this is different enough. Uh, is, uh, Jared actually teased this a little bit, but YouTube specifically okay. as an avenue um, you're, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. This is good, right? We're clear. I can talk about YouTube yeah. specifically. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. Why not? <laughs> Cause I think you have a piece on social media. No, but... we're good. No, this okay. is all fine, man. Okay. All right. Cool. So on the YouTube side, um, I mean, look at me and Jared, right? So what we're doing is we're, we are creating content. That's about this thing that we dedicate the majority of our time, if not the, all of our time towards, uh, from a business perspective. And so um, th there's a reason for that. There are a couple of reasons for that. One is, uh, of course, you know, there's the ability to network, you know, and, and that has led to opportunities for me, even without my channel growing to a, a large degree, I'm still getting to meet Jared. And obviously we've done a little, some work together as well. Uh, I've met uh, Jamie uh, who's a good friend of mine and we've been able to do a good amount of work together as well. Um, getting access to certain things I wouldn't have had access to before. So it does give you opportunity to open some doors for you for sure. But then even within the platform, um, you know, once you get to the point, you can start monetizing your videos, you start making money that way, just by talking about photography, talking about this thing that you already know so well. Um, you know, if you get to the point where you have a following, you'd consider yourself some form of an influencer. Well, now you can start reaching out or even sponsors will start reaching out to you um, to do, yeah, sponsorships. And so that's an opportunity there. And then, uh, you know, Jared has mentioned this multiple times to me before, but it also gives you the opportunity to show up um, in front of clients. You know, you, you take on some cool projects and they see that and it's impressive and they want to they talk, right? And um, it also shows up in Google results so that's one thing that's awesome is obviously YouTube being baked in now to the Google suite. Um, when you do a Google search result uh, or Google search, uh, the results sh often show up with videos uh, t on the top first, almost as if it's like Instagram stories or, or YouTube uh, reels or whatever the YouTube thing is called. I don't remember what the YouTube thing is called. It's weird. Shorts. Shorts. The shorts. Um, From your resident YouTube expert on the pod. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But no uh, yeah, definitely a few ways that you can uh, you can carve out some cash on the YouTube side. Yeah, and you can get like monetized on YouTube and stuff like that, which does make it like sicker than other forms of uh, social media where it's harder to monetize, especially TikTok and stuff like that, right? Mm, but yeah. The uh, the marketing aspect of it shouldn't be overlooked though, like you're saying. Like we, me and Michael, literally wouldn't know each other. Like we, or maybe we would, but I don't know. That's where we met we like yeah. met on YouTube, like literally I've met a lot of people on YouTube and it's uh, people who I like, you know, in passing have enjoyed their company and made videos with and, you know, people who I got to talk to, like uh, this guy, Ted Nicolau, who's like a director and made like uh, kind of like low budget, like B movies, like that type of film that I really like. I was able to like interview him just like networking on YouTube. You know, you, you are kind of surprised sometimes on, on who you meet there. Right. So 
even uh, Nate is another example who has also been a guest on this podcast. Uh, just like met him through watching his YouTube videos. And there is like a special kind of community that forms on YouTube because it's all people who like literally care enough about a thing to make a YouTube channel about it. Like it, <laughs> it's not a low investment type of thing. Like you might think that it is, but once you get started and you're trying to like do it, you know, even bi-weekly or weekly or something like that, like it takes a lot. So people kind of like respect you and... Um, you know, it, they they take you seriously uh, if you have a if you if you have a YouTube channel, and it's yeah, great great for networking. Uh, it will like it can also generate you like straight up business. It also adds to you a lot of these like add to your overall like kind of power of your you know your I don't know searchability on the internet or whatever your yeah. rank on the internet. When people search your name, like the power of that, right? How well you rank uh, on Google and all of these different platforms. So yeah, yeah. or even stuff. if they search like, you know, how to do product photography or, or what is product photography or something like that. And you've created a video again, you're showing up on top there for yeah. doing that thing that they're wanting to get. Yes, done, yes, right? yes, yes. And all of those numbers around like how, uh, how much more engaging a video is over something else or even a podcast. Yeah. Right. And I've noticed that like with this podcast, it's very interesting that like people, you know, the people who do listen to it, listen to the whole podcast most of the time. And that's pretty that's pretty that's cool awesome. to see, you know, and creepy that I know that. I know, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, you shouldn't tell you. Close your blinds, people. <laughs> Close your blinds. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot of women that listen to this podcast, so maybe that'll be like the new challenge. Try to get more, but I think it's like 20% women or something like that. So that's not bad. That's yeah. better than like like high school wood shop or auto shop, you know. Mm, that's true. Good. True. One of the best welders, like probably the top out of the top two, like best welders at my university or not my university, my high school. Sorry, which was a vocational school, uh, was a girl. So you never know, man. There you go. Uh, but yeah, speaking of uh, demographics, do you see that seamless transition? Do you? Woo! All right. So I want to talk a little. Transitions. Got the transitions. I want to talk <laughs> about uh, yeah transition sound effect, Michael. Here we go. Michael's going to do the transition sound effect. Everybody. Ooh. That was sick. <laughs> sounded like a dying whale really or something, good. but are we'll a, go with it. Are you a Foley artist? Did you work on Lucas Films? I did. I did. Yeah, we'll uh, talk about that next episode. We'll talk about that later, and we'll talk about the new Canon uh, cameras coming out. Uh, anyways, targeting a specific demographic is something that I think is really important if you want to have a photography business or like any business of any type. And this is something that I will like continually argue with people about, like even my own clients for the rest of my life. Like people think that <laughs> having a target demographic means that you're like turning away other business. It's just not like what it means. It means that like you're making something for somebody specifically. It's going to have a lot more impact, right? And just think about like the think about like stuff that you've bought or services that you use uh, and the kind of marketing that would like appeal to you, even like if you've seen an ad and then bought something, right? Like kind of the reason why, like it has to grip you specifically. It has to be like specifically for you, or at least like that's how it'll have the best effect, right? Uh, at least in terms of like the type of business that we do, you know, we're not McDonald's or whatever. So, um, but I, I find that like tailoring something like very specific, like for instance, I work a lot with real estate. I want to get uh, to know more real estate agents. So I make like videos that are particularly like uh, around real estate in Toronto and I've been like targeting more uh kind of like the restaurant scene a little bit and like liquor brands and stuff uh so you know I want to make more content specifically towards that and kind of show that off more and you start to attract you know 
certain specific groups of people rather than trying to target everybody. Again, like McDonald's kind of tries to target everybody, I guess, other than people who like healthy food. <laughs> but yeah, like I know. as a as a photographer, a small photography business, even if you are like yeah, you know, even if you have like a super rich dad, you probably don't have the resources to like target everybody with your marketing. So I would say like try to get uh, pretty specific and like build campaigns uh, around uh, kind of a specific person in mind, right? Yep, 100%. Really, really good point there. Um, I have only one more point here. I think you have quite a few because you're, you're the, the genius guy, the marketing genius, the sales genius over here. I got one more. I could only pull one more out of my noggin. Um, it is Michael's noggin's tired. Michael's noggin. It's I don't know. It's tired. If it's I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's uh, the solar eclipse or whatever, something like that. I think exactly. It's that. the moon's phase actually right now. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling um, it, man. But uh, yeah. So the last piece again. Yeah, it's tied to a lot of the things we've been talking about. But I promise you, it's not exactly the same. Um, so more specifically around making networking with other creatives, part of your strategy. Nice. Um, so obviously what we've talked about largely on this show is social media. Um, of course, being able to connect with people online, seeing their work on Instagram or on YouTube and then commenting and trying to, you know, collaborate. That's always great. You can obviously meet people at meetups, workshops, focus groups, seeing even just someone taking photos around the city. Uh, hey, what are you doing? What are you shooting on? Hey, my name is Mike. Let's connect. Um, it's great. Hopefully because you tell them that you have a podcast called Photography Brothers when you're doing this. <laughs> Every time. That's what I lead with. Nice. Um, I have some stickers to send you as well. So you can just put yes. one right, right on your forehead. <laughs> I'll put it on my camera bag. <laughs> How about that? Uh, okay. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but uh, I, we might want to get matching uh, photo bro tattoos, but we'll talk about it later. Okay. 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 Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you're connecting with somebody who is straight up a photographer, there's always going to be situations where they need second shooters. Um, and then, or even gigs that they can't take. I've gotten that quite a bit from people that I've met met at meetups, uh, saying, Hey, you know, I got this gig coming up. I can't shoot it. I'm going to go on vacation. I got to go do anything else. Um, (laughs) and, uh, I need someone to shoot this for me. And so, you know, it's great. It's an opportunity. You don't always have to take it on, but you know, it's a, it's something that is word of mouth and it's coming on to you. Um, exactly. So the other, uh, aspect of that is when you're networking with creatives that aren't specifically photographers, um, you have videographers, you have, um, other folks that might work with clients that you come on to. So like, you know, and, and people who do animation, uh, are great because they're often working with businesses, um, you know, animation's kind of like uh, a substitute, I'd say, for for video sometimes. So, um, you know, a client might come come to you asking, you know, or going to them asking them if they do video as well. They don't. Well, I know somebody who does or photo. Do you know somebody? I do know somebody. Point is being really well connected, being well versed within the community and and people can reach out to you when they need that second shooter or that thing that they don't really specialize in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, this is why Michael is such a good co-host of this podcast. A lot of my stuff, I was very, very focused on, you know, 
uh, targeting that client and like client facing kind of stuff. And I, I really shouldn't like, this is even kind of like a real time realization that I'm having right here on the podcast. Like a, a lot of the work does come from, you know, networking with those other creatives or just like, you know, networking in general, just like having a good, uh, you know, group of friends that, uh, you know, understand what you do and understand who you are and like can rely upon you as well. Right. Like when you're giving a, when you're giving a re referral to somebody, like that's not nothing like that is, it's putting yourself on the line a little bit as well and kind of putting your reputation yeah. on the line. Like if, uh, you know, me and Michael show up and we're like, uh, you know, drinking a 40, <laughs> <laughs> you know we're playing we're playing uh nintendo switch there and they're like hey we can take some photos or we're like yeah yeah just one more round of uh Smash hold on Wars. we just gotta do this bong rip but <laughs> yeah blow it at them yeah great 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 uh yeah you don't want to do uh you don't want to do any of that but you do want to uh yeah just just that networking thing and having a, a network of people that trust you. And like a lot of my uh, recent work especially has come from that. Like the the shoot that we did for U of T is one example. And uh, this liquor brand, like that's from my friend Scard and uh, who works there. And then this liquor brand thing that I have is uh, my friend Jess who referred it to me. And like, yeah, just uh, keep those relationships going. That's the biggest thing yeah. that I can say, right? Which is all like something that you should do anyways. Uh, and again, mm -hmm. I'm only really able to do that if it's like a very like project oriented, like work based thing, like where, you know, you and I are friends because we do this podcast and me and my friend Mark are friends because he's my drummer, similarly to Jess and Luke and my producer. And, uh, you know, like uh, I just made my girlfriend start a podcast. <laughs> no, go. I didn't make her. She wanted to. Just kidding. <laughs> Masha and the dogs. Go <laughs> check it out. The dogs. Masha and the dogs. Uh, yeah. yeah. But man. it's that word of mouth piece, right? It's just like, I think often people think word of mouth, they think of it as just like the customers kind of spreading the word, but mm -hmm. it's also just like your network of creatives as well. Yeah. But I mean, to your point, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're kind of, we kind of took different approaches, but it's all in the same, uh, it's in pursuit of the same thing and yeah of course i think your pieces were really good for like setting down your foundation properly like yeah as a business this is how you're going to get visibility this is how you know these are the pieces that you need to have in place uh you know as you kind of start pushing and and you know mine obviously were a bit more like kind of like in a follow-up to that um or or in some cases in conjunction when you're you know you can start networking right away as well but yeah they're, they're both like really good approaches that mm -hmm you know, I think are going to help set you guys up really yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. They supplement each other. Well, for sure. Uh, I've got one more and then we'll let Michael get Ooh. out of here. He's got to go play some basketball. Uh, what time are we dealing with here? Yeah. It's like 1230. You're supposed to be on the court, right? Uh, I'm packed. I'm What's packed. the call I'm time packed. for the court? It's 1, 1 PM. 1 PM. You're going to be late to the court a little bit. <laughs> oh, no, I'll, I'll make it. It's all right. I'll, I'll, let's see. It's okay. We'll dude. It's actually a little bit better. You can kind of come in and do the dramatic, you know, like mm, the, the music the what song do i play Ooh, see my brain went to final countdown but i don't think we want to do that uh Ooh, yeah. that's such a good song or, oh my god i don't know dude how about 40 42 how about 42 episodes by the photo bros <sighs> it's kind of my least favorite green day song to be honest <laughs> oh really the no, least I mean, favorite song no no not my least favorite song but maybe my least favorite green day song no, I'm sure they've had albums after that that I'm sure were worse. I'm going to take it back. I haven't listened to them. Yeah. But I'm man. sure that whatever the recent stuff is, yeah. And it's this, I, I'm impressed that you hit the high note there. But uh, yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, the last one that I want to talk about here uh, is kind of the secret weapon of photography or business in general. Uh, you know, you can spend all this time and you can get very obsessed with doing email marketing and social media and having a podcast and you can dump a crap load of time uh, into all of that. But I think that something really important to do uh obviously attend events which kind of michael touched on a little bit like with the the networking thing but really like getting a lot of legitimacy and getting a lot of uh new leads through hosting events if it's possible for you and that's something that's going to take like a a lot of uh i don't know i guess it takes a certain type of person to like stand up there and kind of host an event and you know maybe do a presentation and stuff like that uh but it is definitely worth it and like i said like there's so much time that you can spend doing all of these other things and you should do them like you should work on your website i know we gave you like a long to-do list of things you don't have to do all of them but they all like do kind of work together well but yeah i've had a lot of success like hosting online events or especially uh in-person events and it doesn't really cost you that much other than your time uh and if you do it you know for a specific group of people again kind of bringing everything together that we've talked about like targeting a specific demographic building an event around them you know maybe me and michael want to go in on uh he just got super super excited about pokemon cards we become pokemon photographers and we do an event like that's kind of a good idea i think i'm again real time having realizations on the pod we got to do our new website pokemon bros photography pokemon photography yeah so we just got to find them yeah we're gonna find them all (laughs) catch them in our cameras yeah i just wanted to uh bring that up i think it would be a disservice for you guys if we didn't talk a little bit about doing events uh and you can do them on zoom if you don't want to do them in person yeah that's a good point you can do it digitally uh you don't have to necessarily like go to a brick and mortar and rent out the space and and bring in all these people you can just kind of get people committed and then they can turn on you know their camera if they want to you know kind of be a, a, a another speaker part of your yeah. part of your show or if you want to just do it yourself True. yeah you can yeah your oh, co-hosting stuff, right? it makes it way easier way easier yes yeah we've kind of discovered that co-hosting makes things a little easier um yeah. I, this would be a flipping disaster if, if it was e- just if either me. of us tried to do it by ourselves it definitely would be <laughs> somehow like the two of us together like i feel like we're like leaning back holding like onto each other's hands like that and they like, could keep the balance somehow. <laughs> if either of us let go you know yin yang so, right yin yang yeah sony uh, sony canon bro it's all about that sony energy and that canon energy <sighs> come together and magic happens uh you know yeah i got you man i got you and I wish I had a good transition. Um, like <laughs> like a famous basketball player, because we were just talking about magic, right? The magic happening. Um, oh, that you're talking about me. That's yeah. why. Yeah, you're magic. Ma- Matt, isn't Magic Johnson or something? Isn't that a basketball player? I hope otherwise. That is my... correct. Yes. Yes. What's the best name in all of basketball? It's a pretty good name. Meta World Peace. Oh, man. I think that Mark. Now that I think about it, Mark Zuckerberg probably owes Meta World Peace some money. Probably, yeah, probably. Anyways, but we'll talk about that later on the next podcast. So, we have a lot of uh, random stuff to talk about. On yeah, the next, it's going to be a long episode. episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go through. I'll scrub through here. I'll make uh, a list. Um, some of it's photography related. <laughs> <laughs> the camera, yeah. There's a Canon camera. The Canon thing, yeah. Other yeah. than that probably not a lot but we'll we'll make it work 
Um, yeah. Anyways, man, uh, anything that you want to tell the people before we go, any, uh, any other stuff they should know? Uh, yeah. Uh, if, if you entered the giveaway, thank you so much for entering. Uh, mm. we will be sending out an email this week, just letting uh, oh, the winner boy. know oh, boy. who it is. That's this week. Um, dude, that's that, exciting. Yeah. That's yeah, exciting. exactly. And, uh, yeah, well, I guess, you know what, we'll probably announce it on the podcast next week as well, just in case you missed the email. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we're very excited. Thank you for everyone that did participate and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do, you know, similar stuff down the line for sure. Yeah, man, that's going to be getting people friggin' pumped up for that. So it's on the next episode that we're going to announce the winner. Is that what's up? I think what I'm going to do is I'm still going to do the email, but then if we don't, like, especially if we don't get a response, yeah. it's going to be a good opportunity to just kind of follow up. And, you know, just <laughs> let them they're, know. they're just listening to the podcast and they hear their name and they're like, oh, I guess I won. <laughs> we won't even redraw cool. it. We'll just yeah. keep it, you know, so uh, you better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This guy or. or and then we'll no get way. and then we'll get the hot chocolates and the roller skates and the crunchy type of Cheetos or whatever. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. video game and. And all yeah, of that's yeah, all right. good stuff. Uh, yeah, there's other content that you can check out. Uh, Michael Costa does uh, some stuff on YouTube. Yep. Got some new stuff coming out. Got some new stuff coming out. He keeps changing the name of it. Michael M. Costa. <laughs> I was pretty Just sure Michael that's what it was. Michael M. Costa, yeah. Yeah, you can uh, find me on YouTube. I got some stuff on uh, the Galaxy channel and also Jared Poirier on YouTube. Uh, as we said before, you can check out Mosh and the Dogs. It's a... Uh, I called her my girlfriend earlier. She's going to be mad. My fiance. Not that she listens <laughs> to this podcast anyway. My fiance, fiance <laughs> Masha, has a really rad podcast that I actually listen to. Just saying. Uh, Masha and the Docs. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, one thing that our um, overlords uh, at Podcast Corp told me to do mm. was uh, get... You know, when we go to those meetings with the overlords of Podcast Corp. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Weekly. And they bring us, like, we ask for water and they bring us, like, this green shit. And they're like, yeah, that's what you podcasters deserve. They get it in, like, an old uh, dirty stream. Um, Anyways, they asked us to uh, get reviews on Apple Podcasts. Apparently that's important. Yes. If we provide any sort of value... Even the most minuscule. If we said one thing. This was a value one. This one was good. 